You're listening to episode 182 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 182. It's great to have you here. Uh, today, I have one of the voice fluencers that appeared on the November episode of The Voice Den. And by the way, if you haven't had a chance to check out some of The Voice Den episodes, they're all on my YouTube channel at uh drterryfisher.com slash YouTube. And you can see all of the previous voice influencer shows uh, and the Voice Den episodes there. Anyway, today, really excited to uh, introduce you to Mark Layden. Mark is a founder and general partner at Voice Punch, an early stage venture firm investing in voice AI and audio tech startups. He spent most of his career as a CMO helping to build tech startups in messaging, security, and internet services with multiple successful exits. When it comes to having the finger on the pulse of the startup and investment landscape when it comes to voice tech, Mark is your guy. And so we get into this, we get into what are the things that they look for uh, when investing in a voice tech startup. We get into some of the patterns uh, that he is seeing in the industry. Really fascinating discussion. So uh, without any further ado, I'm gonna welcome Mark onto the podcast. Again, this is a recording of the Voice Fluencer show that I did with Mark, and I'm sure you're gonna enjoy this one. And at the end, I'll be back and tell you a little bit about the next episode of The Voice Den, which is happening very soon. So all right, here we go. Here's the interview with Mark Layden. How is it going? Hey, Terry. Thanks for having me back. Hey, my pleasure. We had a, we had a lot of fun uh, the other day on uh, the um, the Voice Den. I'm getting my shows confused. The Voice Ones are show. The Voice Den. Whatever it is, we had a lot of fun, and uh, it's great to have you back. So I appreciate that. Um, for those that don't know you, maybe we can start off with a quick introduction. Sure. So my back. So my name is Mark Layden. So I'm a general partner at one and soon to be two funds. Uh, I started a fund in early 2019 called Voice Punch whose whole mission is to support and help entrepreneurs with capital and other support resources in the voice AI and audio space. We've got a portfolio we built up in the first fund, and now um, I'm excited we're partnering with um, Bradley Metrock, who a lot of you might know uh, from his, his whole Project Voice uh, shows, events, and other things that he does. We're actually starting the next fund on the journey called Project Voice Capital Partners, which will have a very, very similar, almost identical mandate of investing in early stage, exciting companies. You're really blazing new trails in this whole exciting space. Amazing, amazing. So how did you specifically land on voice technology? What is it about voice that kind of got you interested? Sure. So I, I did, you know, I come from a DNA of a father who is a, is a serial entrepreneur, particularly in technology. And he, about 2015, started bugging me about connected home. And maybe it's 2016, Connected Home Technologies and what was going on there. And Connected Home had been this stodgy thing for years and years with like things like, I don't know if people in the audience know, like X10, which are these just these controllers that sometimes work to turn on your lights and do this and do that. And it was all convoluted. But the whole Connected Home and Smart Home industry, their sales started to take off around then. And, and my father's like, you need to check this out. It's really exciting. And I dug into it and it was 
occurred to me was it was definitely taking off. And one of the driving factors was suddenly there's this new thing called Amazon Alexa, which mm -hmm. allowed people to control some of their smart home devices with their voice. And for me, the rabbit hole I went down Here's was, wow. Here's something I found on the web. Whoops. <laughs> Case in point. The rabbit hole that I went down because of that exercise was that, hey, if you can control your lights with your voice, what other technology could you control? And so the answer that I came to fairly um, quickly was, hey, in the future, we're going to be able to interface with all forms of technology using our voice. And from that thesis, a uh, partner and I started Voice Punch in early 2019, said we're going to invest in that intersection of this new interface with technology and its amazing growth because we saw such huge potential. And we're super excited about what we've seen so far. We built up an exciting portfolio of companies and we're, we're uh, just driving forward. Amazing. Well, that's a great segue because now I want to hear about like, what are the areas that you have uh, invested in? What are the areas that you're excited about? What are the areas that you get involved in? Like all of that stuff, let us know, like what, what are you looking at in, in the voice world, which is, which is quite big, obviously. Yeah, there's so many interesting areas uh, within voice and, you know, without getting specifics on companies, um, we're looking at a bunch of different intersection points. We're looking at the intersection of NLU and verticalization of NLUs because getting our, our knowledge and understanding really trained for these new voice models in a specific vertical seems to work really well and allows for delightful experiences. You know, uh, you know, I keep hearing startups saying we're the gong for this or the chorus for that for mm -hmm. healthcare, for long-term care, for HR, for insurance. And what's happened is, is people are realizing that you can get to delightful experiences with today's technology stack by having very verticalized and tailored models that focus on specific use cases where the, where the recognition and the vocabulary and language is fairly consistent, and you can have really great experiences. So we're looking at different forms of verticalization uh, within the natural language models and, and, and such. We're looking at augmentation of our experiences with voice, whether it's by enhancing them um, by creating more rich um, experiences. So whether it's playing games and suddenly be able to add in, you know, game packs for your communication chats, whether it's adding in actually reading in the uh, read off the CPU and suddenly you can add new sounds to the games you're already playing, whether it's, you know, we have a company that we've invested in, we can talk about called Colorcast. And what they've done is they've unbundled the video feed from the audio feed and suddenly you can, you know, have listen to whatever sportscaster you want for the Bills or the Jets or the Patriots game, and not the only one that happens to be playing on your TV. It's a really great use wow. case because people either, you know, don't relate to the sportscaster that's that's on the TV and they can't do anything about it. Or let's say you're a woman, you want to hear from someone from a female perspective. Or let's say you, you get a feed and you're in a foreign country, and it's only in English and you don't speak English and you want to see the latest NFL game, but suddenly it's in your local language because there's a local language sportscaster. So that unbundling of uh, the audio feed and the um, and the video feed, I think, is super interesting and exciting. Um, there's a bunch of other areas that are happening in audio consumption, how we do it, where we do it, why we do it. That we're always looking for good plays and investments there. Infrastructure is core, right? Thinking ways that are what are the tools that are necessary for people to easily create, consume improve on, analyze um, our voice actions and activities are super important. They drive a lot of commerce, they drive uh, analytics, they drive advertising. So we're looking at w ways we can improve the infrastructure that helps us continue to drive towards this voice economy. 
Wow, you covered a lot. That's great. The color casting is really interesting. Can I, I have to ask? A, I have to ask a question about that because I'm very intrigued by that. Now, can anybody be the commentator then, or is it or is it limited? Step right up. You can join right now for nothing, <laughs> and it's, there's no there's no cost to doing it. So everybody is. Uh, you know, but, uh, my partner actually said he's actually going to do one of his local games uh, in Tennessee. So it's him and his brother are going to team up to do one. But anyone can. And that's what's so exciting. It basically allows, you know, anybody to be in their own play-by-play. -play. And, you know, everybody likes to play armchair quarterback for a reason. Well, suddenly you can have an audience. That's a really empowering idea, if you ask me. That's fascinating. That's really interesting. I have a whole bunch of questions that I could selfishly ask about that. I'm curious if, it, if, it, if that applies to the NHL yet because I'm a big NHL fan. But uh, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll cross that uh, bridge uh, another time. Um, this is great. You, you, you touched on, like, the fact that this allows anybody to sort of be that armchair quarterback. So that's giving control more to the person. Are you looking at, and I, we talked a little about this, so I, I know you're, you're, you're at least having some thoughts about this, but as we go from web two to web three, where we have this decentralized process, people are, it's not so much uh, that information is controlled by one central place, but it's distributed. Where do you see that going? Or what are your thoughts now about web three and everything that goes along with that and, and the intersection with voice? Yeah, it's a real jumble when it comes to Web3. I think the term was coined, I think it was like 2004, maybe. Maybe it was later than that, but everybody's using it. It's the, it's the most current buzzword. It used to be like yeah. blockchain and crypto. Now it's Web3. And yeah. there's all these different permutations that you know the, the, the people like to make that sounds really smart talking about. But for me, when I think about Web3, I've been trying to think through recently some some hypotheses around what does that actually mean for voice and how we interface. And, you know, the model from Web 2 was centralized in the cloud, and now we're going to Web 3 and decentralized. So the thing that I think is one of the interesting challenges, the opportunities, is that for, you know, I worked, one of my companies was a mobile stack company, and one of the best things we did was we turned on push messaging. And so suddenly we had this broadcast beacon and it drove huge engagements, we pushed it out. And it works for advertisers because they can suddenly, they want to push messages, and suddenly that enables huge multi-billion dollar industries from Google and Facebook on down to be successful because they can push messages to the audience. When you get more to a pull model, which is more voice and getting decentralized data sets and things like that, it's really interesting how that changes the models for commerce. And there'll be all these new ones that are gonna come about. But I think it creates some interesting challenges specific to voice and opportunities in terms of how do you figure out how to pull the right information and how does commerce fit into that picture? Because you know, we're fairly, you know, uh, sentient beings and think a lot of things. Our problem is the paradox of choice is one of the weaknesses when it comes to how we make decisions. And voice speakers just amplify that. One of the biggest problems that happened early in the evolution of smart speakers, in my opinion, was that someone said, at, you know, Amazon or Google, hey, what can you do with our voice speaker? And they're like, everything. I'm like, no, no, that, you got to train people on a glide path to say, what should I be doing so that we actually know the right questions to ask and the things to be doing. So, um, sorry about that. Uh, Alexa loves me today. Um, <laughs> no problem. Well, I thought it was honestly, Terry's the funniest side. I thought it was like a little like the crook being pulled off stage, like your time's up. Like, is that <laughs> oh, I it was me. Anyway, that's like that's um, like back on the voice den with the timer, and that's like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. The timer, same, same staff food new day. But look, I don't consider myself, uh, in 
even, even really even informed on this topic. I think it's really interesting. And there's a lot of smarter people thinking about this in much better ways than I do. Um, and so I'm trying to learn more. So if anybody has any ideas in that area and where these intersections occur, please reach out. I'm always trying to talk to smart people and learn about things that are taking advantage of some of these changes and helping think through because the best investment opportunities for us are the ones that fit along some type of investment thesis. And I, I like to, you know, chew on them for a bit, talk to smart people like you, Terry, and others and say, okay, what could that mean? And so that's how we get to hopefully good answers. Right, right. What about the NFT side of things? I know that we were chatting a little bit before you gave an example of a way that, you know, a certain audio uh, clip could be used, but let's, let's hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, very similar. I think the NFT is creating uh, more channels for monetization of digital content. And so audio content in particular is super interesting. And so you might, as we were using the analogy from one of the Clint Eastwood movies, when he says like, make my day, if you could own that audio clip uh, yeah. as an NFT, why couldn't you, right? Why wouldn't that be a, a thing you could have as a whole nother way to monetize some of that content? So it opens it up new channels and paths for content creators across the board. And so I think there's going to be new streams of commerce created for audio specifically. And voice is part of that. And I lump them together. Uh, voice is a subset of audio in some ways, but I think right. it's going to create unique things that will actually be um, able to create these unique, uh, unique versions that we can create these capsules of content that we can turn into money in some capacity, or we open up also for creators, new streams for them. Because one of the things as a creator, creators are always looking for, okay, how do I make a business out of this? And really it's the power of their audience. And then now it's becoming the power of their audience and their content. And then, Hey, can I resell some of my content? I mean, I think some of these things are just like, they're blowing up in ways that even we wouldn't have imagined. I mean, I, I think you may have seen recently where someone raised $40 million through a DAO to go buy the constitution. Right, a copy of it. I mean, fascinating. I, I think the analogy I heard from someone else much smarter than I am was that, you know, that's interesting. Wait until someone gets around and says, let's look at like one of these big oil companies and we don't like their uh, policy on the green environment. We're going to set up a DAO and go buy them, fire everybody and make them into a green company. I mean, like that's going to huh. happen, right? Yeah. I, I think there's some exciting things happening. So anyway, NFTs, audio content, there's lots of new things. We're at the, we're at the very early stages of figuring that out. There's a lot of different platforms for monetization. They're cropping up. There's people are just at the early stages of figuring that out. And so we're looking at things that we think will help that. And hopefully will be some good new uh, opportunities for us. That's great. Yeah. Opportunity is the key word right now. Cause I think with the, the amount of change that's happening with the way the whole internet is structured and all this, you know, the buzzword two to three web two to three, it's very, very interesting with the opportunities and the creativity, I think that it's going to lend itself to. Um, this is fantastic. In the last couple of minutes here, you know, if people are listening to this and they're hearing you speak and they want to get involved and they want to get your take on their own personal company, uh, maybe it's a two-part question. Number one is what are you looking for in a, in a, in a company to that, that's coming to approach you with an idea? And maybe two is how can they actually contact you? Sure. So what am I looking for? So venture capital at its core is just people that are hopefully smart people, hopefully, looking at lines and falling to the end of their logical conclusions. So all we're trying to do is saying, hey, this line is here and we can see it getting to there. And so all we're trying to do is predict lines that go in directions we like, uh, which is hopefully the big markets, big ownership, differentiated stories. And there's 
they're all they're all kind of similar to some degree. Our differentiation is that we're thesis driven, so we're a little bit more in tune to the marketplace, sourcing some of the more interesting companies, hopefully, and people in the space value having us because we have a little better sensibility about the space and where it's going than some of the other more generalist venture capital firms. But we look for, you know, at the end of the day, I, I tell people it's usually we look for the racehorse over the race. Uh, and we try and be in good races, but we want to make sure there's good ra racehorses and where we've gotten, uh, where we've seen things not work out or where there's, there's um, racehorses that don't race in the ways we think they could. And so that's a process of us as we mature as an organization, getting better at picking the right things. But the time compression is getting heavier and heavier on making decisions in venture because there's more and more people doing it. So the thing that we have to really figure out is what our North Stars are and the team's important. A lot of different characteristics we look for in them. Too too many to go through on this conversation. We look for people. We look for startups in spaces that are going to mature in a time frame that we can earn a good return on. And that's the single biggest challenge for voice startups specifically that I've seen is the timing question. Because at the end of the day, our thesis says at some point all technology has some kind of voice AI type interface. But the, mm -hmm. the distinction is it's going to be different for different industries. And we can't wait 20 years for something to materialize. It has to happen within our fun lifespan of 10 years. So we got to be very diligent and disciplined in making sure we're understanding timelines to value. Because I, I meet so many great startups have great ideas, and that's going to work. But then the answer comes back is that's going to work, but not in a time frame where I can uh, get a good return for my investor's capital. And that's disappointing sometimes for the entrepreneur to hear because they're, you know, they're, they're, they're beating their eyes and arms bloody trying to make it happen. Sure. And it's tough because it's just, we try and make good decisions, but look, I look out, there's a bunch of different voice startups that are doing fantastic that we passed on. They're doing great. I love it. Just reminds me that, you know, in venture, one of the rules is if you're right 20% of the time, you're really doing great. So that means we're wrong 80% of the time. So I'm like, you know what? Don't take a no investment decision from any venture capitalist as anything other than what it is. It's just an outlier. 80% likely they're wrong. That's a great piece of advice. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, fantastic. Well, where can people go to contact you or get in touch with you or whatever? You know, what are some resources that you would suggest for, for listeners? Sure. And you can go to our website. There's our contact information is there. You can go to Project Voice Capital Partners. It's, I think it's pvcp.vc. Um, reach out. Um, I think my email is fairly widely distributed. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, reach out, ping me, say hello. Um, and, you know, we, we try and, you know, we, we know we can't invest in every company, but we like to try and help if we can. Uh, and we'll, you know, do whatever we can to be useful where it's possible. That's great. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Really, really a pleasure uh, having this chat, learning a little bit more about your thought process and uh, the areas that you guys are focused on and, and also what your thoughts are going forward here. And, and there's a lot of questions and, and I don't think there's a lot of answers yet, but uh, we'll figure it all out together, I suppose. So really appreciate <laughs> you, you being here. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it as well. It's fun. There you have it. Mark Layden a voice punch, uh, really knowledgeable, knowledgeable guy when it comes to the uh, investment and startup uh, landscape of the voice tech and audio industry. So uh, as he said, you know, if you've got some ideas and you want to reach out to him, please do so. The spelling of his name is M-A-R-C-L-A-D-I-N. And uh, I'm sure he'd be delighted to hear from you. Oh, as I promised at the beginning of the episode, I want to tell you about the uh, next episode of The Voice Den, which is happening on Wednesday, December 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific. It is entirely free, thanks to the generous sponsorship of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. 
Uh, and so you are welcome. You consider this a personal invitation to join us. We've got an incredible lineup of voice influencers, as always. And uh, I'll have more about that for you next week, which is when the event is happening. So I hope to see you there. Uh, in the meantime, take care. Hope you are doing well. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please hit subscribe. And I will talk to you again very soon. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.